Junior Aspirin Radio, session number 13, Exercises in Style. bus in the rush hour. A chap of about 26, soft hat with a cord instead of a ribbon, neck too long, as if someone's been tugging at it. People getting off. The chap in question gets annoyed with one of the men standing next to him. He accuses him of jostling him every time anyone goes past. A snivelling tone which is meant to be aggressive. When he sees a vacant seat he throws himself onto it. Two hours later I come across him in the Cour de Rome, standing in front of the Gare Saint-Lazare. He's with a friend who's saying, you ought to get an extra button put on your overcoat. He shows him where, at the lapels, and why. Across the sea 
Double entry. Towards the middle of the day and at midday, I happened to be on and got onto the platform and the balcony at the back of an S-line and of a contra-scarp Champere bus and passenger transport vehicle, which was packed and to all intents and purposes full. I saw and noticed a young man and an old adolescent who was rather ridiculous and pretty grotesque, thin neck and skinny windpipe, string and cord round his hat and headgear. After a scrimmage and scuffle, he says and states in a lachrymose and snivelling voice and tone that his neighbour and fellow traveller is deliberately trying and doing his utmost to push him and inconvenience him every time anyone gets off and makes an exit. This having been declared and having spoken, he rushes and goes towards a vacant and a free place and seat. After two hours and 120 minutes later, I see him and come across him again in the Cour de Rome and in front of the Gare Saint-Lazare. He is with and in the company of a friend and pal who is advising and urging him to have a button and corazo disc added and sewn onto his overcoat and mantle.
few of us were travelling together, a young man, who didn't look very intelligent, spoke to the man next to him for a few moments, then he went and sat down. Two hours later I met him again. He was with a friend and was discussing clothing matters. Metaphorically, Metaphorically. at the very heart of the day, day, tossed among the shoal of travelling sardines sardines in a white-bellied beetle, beetle, a chicken chicken with a long featherless neck neck suddenly harangued one of their number, number, a piece abiding one, and its parlance, moist with protest, was unleashed unleashed into the air. air. Then, Then, attracted by an empty space, space, the fledgling made a dash towards it. In a bleak urban desert, I saw it again that self-same day, drinking a cup of humiliation over a mere button.
Hellenisms. In a hyperomnibus full of patrolonauts, in a cronia of Metarush, I was a martyr to this microrama, a more than ecosymmetric hypertype, with a petarsus pericycled by a caloplegma and a euclindrical macotrachea, anathematized an ephemeral and anonymous autis who, he pseudologued, had been epitreading his bipods, but as soon as he uroscoped a conotopia, he perestrophed and catapulted himself onto it. At a hysteric cronia, I aesthetized him in front of the Siderodromus Hagiolazaric Staphma, parapating with a compsanthropos who is symbolizing him about the metakinetics of a sphincterous omphale. I came across him in the middle of the Cour de Rome, after having left him rushing rapidly towards a seat. He had just protested against being pushed by another passenger who, he said, was jostling him every time anyone got off. This scraggy young man was wearing a ridiculous hat. This took place on the platform of an S-bus, which was full at noon that day.
telegraphic. Bus crowded, stop. Young man, long neck, plait encircled hat, reproaches unknown passenger, no apparent reason, stop. Query fingers, feet hurt, contact heel, alleged purposely, stop. Young man abandons discussion for vacant seat, stop. 1400 hours, class Rome, young man listens sartorial advice, friend, stop. Move button, stop. Signed, Arcturus. How tightly packed in we were on that bus platform, and how stupid and ridiculous that young man looked. And what was he doing? Well, if he wasn't actually trying to pick a quarrel with the chap who, so he claimed, the young fop, kept on pushing him. And then he didn't find anything better to do than rush off and grab a seat which had become free, instead of leaving it for a lady. Two hours later, guess whom I came across in front of the San Lazar, same fancy pants, being given some sartorial advice by a friend. You never believe it. Slop Here we go. City. I ain't singing anything Ready? else today anyway. Ready? Slop City. Slop City. Here we go, guys. Bye, boys. One, two, three, four.
had the impression that everything was misty and pearly around me, with multiple and indistinct apparitions, amongst whom, however, was one figure that stood out fairly clearly, which was that of a young man whose overly long neck in itself seemed to proclaim the character at once cowardly and quarrelsome of the individual. The ribbon of his hat had been replaced by a piece of plaited string. Later, he was having an argument with a person whom I couldn't see, and then, as if suddenly afraid, he threw himself into the shadow of a corridor. Another part of the dream showed him walking in the bright sunshine in front of the Gare Saint-Lazare. He was with a companion who was saying, You ought to have another button put on your overcoat. Whereupon I woke up. When midday strikes, you will be on the rear platform of the bus, which will be crammed full of passengers amongst whom you will notice a ridiculous juvenile around, skeletal neck and no ribbon on his felt hat. He won't be feeling at his ease, poor little chap. He will think that a gentleman is pushing him on purpose every time that people get him on or off pass by. 
He will tell him so, but the gentleman won't deign to answer. And the ridiculous juvenile will be panic-stricken and run away from him in the direction of a vacant seat. You will see him a little later, in the Cour de Rome, in front of the Gare Saint-Lazare. A friend will be with him, and you will hear these words. Your overcoat doesn't do up properly. You must have another button put on it. certain date a corporate crate on which the electorate congregate when they migrate at a great rate, late, had to accommodate an ornate, tracheate, celibate, who had started to altercate with approximate inmate and ejaculate, oi mate, but to anticipate Billingsgate debate, he hastened to abate and say, an hour eight after eight, in front of the St. Lazate gate, I notate him a gate, talkate about a buttate, a buttate on his overcate.
Precision. In a bus of the S line, 10 metres long, 3 wide, 6 high, at 3.6 kilometres from its starting point, loaded with 48 people at 12.17pm, a person of the masculine sex, aged 27 years, 3 months and 8 days, 1.7 metres tall, weighing 65 kilograms and wearing a hat 35 centimetres in height, around the crown of which was a ribbon 60 centimetres long, addressed a man aged 48 years, 4 months and 3 days, 1.68 metres tall and weighing 77 kilograms, by means of 14 words whose enunciation lasted 5 seconds and which alluded to some involuntary displacements of 15 to 20 millimetres. Then he went and sat down about 1.1 metres away. 57 minutes later, he was 10 metres away from the suburban entrance to the Gare Saint-Lazare and was walking up and down over a distance of 30 metres with a friend aged 28, 1.7 metres tall and weighing 71 kilograms, who advised him in 15 words to move a button, 3 centimetres in diameter by 5 centimetres in the direction of the zenith. Subjectivity. Next to me on the bus platform today, there was one of those half-baked young fellows. You don't find so many of them these days, thank God, otherwise I should end up killing one. This particular one, a brat of something like 26 or 30, irritated me particularly. Not so much because of his great long featherless turkey's neck, as because of the nature of the ribbon around his hat. A ribbon which wasn't so much more than a sort of maroon-coloured string. Dirty beast. He absolutely disgusted me. As there were a lot of people on our bus at that hour, I took advantage of all the pushing and shoving there is every time anyone gets on or off to dig him in the ribs with my elbow. In the end, he wimpishly took to his heels before I could make up my mind to tread on his plates to teach him a lesson. I could also have told him, just to annoy him, that he needed another button on his overcoat, which was cut too low at the lapels. <laughs> I gotta go. 
word building. I was platbus forming co-massitudinarily in a Lutetio meridional space-time, and I was neighbouring a long cervical plat round the hatted greenhorn. Who said to a random type, you're jostle-seeming me? Having exclaimed this, he free-placed himself voraciously. In a posterior spatiotemporality, I saw him again. He was San Lazar squaring with an ex who was saying, you ought to button-supplement your overcoat. And he Y-explained him. Parachesis. On the butt end of a bulging bus which was transbustling an abundance of incubuses and buckmanites from Bumbledon towards their bungalows, a bumptious buckeen whose buttocks were removed from his bust and who was buttired in a buddy ridiculous busby, buddenly had a bust up with a robust bucker who was bumping into him. Buccaneer! Buzz off! You're butting my bunions! Rebuffed, he did a bunk. But busequently, I beheld him with a buckish buddy who was persuading him to budge a button on his bum freezer.
buffoonerisms. One May, about today, on the bare fat form of a plus, I moor a san with a nary vong lek, and whose cat was in her called by a piece of straighted pling. Chuddenly, this sap rotted a stow with a tan, who was meeting on his troes. Hen he thurried off to fret a geet, which was sea. Two hours hater I hog him a sane, in lunt of the frere gaint Cesare, advisening to the lice of a lart asmec. new novel, executed with his accustomed brio, the famous novelist X, to whom we are already indebted for so many masterpieces, has decided to confine himself to very clear-cut characters who act in an atmosphere which everybody, both adults and children, can understand. The plot revolves, then, round the meeting on a bus of the hero of this story and of a rather enigmatic character who picks a quarrel with the first person he meets. In the final episode, we see this mysterious individual listening with the greatest attention to the advice of a friend, a past master of sartorial art. The whole makes a charming impression which the novelist X has etched with rare felicity. Dun, dun, dun.
Bosses are soft to the touch, especially if you take them between the thighs and caress them with both hands, from the head towards the tail, from the engine towards the platform. But when you find yourself on this platform, then you perceive something rougher and harsher, which is the bar or handrail, and sometimes something rounder and more elastic, which is a buttock. Sometimes there are two of these, and then you put the sentence into the plural. You can also take hold of a tubular palpitating object that disgurgitates idiotic sounds, or even a utensil with plaited spirals that are softer than a rosary, silkier than barbed wire, more velvety than rope, and slenderer than a cable. Or your finger can even touch human stupidity, slightly viscous and gummy on account of the heat. Then if you're patient for an hour or two, in front of a bumpy station you can dip your tepid hand into the exquisite freshness of a Corozo button which is not quite in its right place. You know, the bus arrived, so, you know, I got on. 
then I saw, you know, a citizen who, you know, caught my eye, sort of. I mean, you know, I saw his long neck and I saw the plait around his hat. Then, you know, he started to rave the chap next to him. He was, you know, treading on his toes. And then he went and, you know, sat down. Well, you know, later on I saw him in the coup de Rome and he was with a pal, you know, and he was telling him, you know, the pal was, you ought to get another button put in your coat, you know. After a stinking weight in the vile sun, I finally got into a filthy bus where a bunch of bastards were squashed together. The most bastardly of these bastards was a pustulous creature with a ridiculously long windpipe who was sporting a grotesque hat with a cord instead of a ribbon. This pretentious puppy started to moan because an old bastard was pounding his plates with senile fury, but he soon chickened out and made off in the direction of an empty seat that was still damp with the sweat of the buttocks of its previous occupant. Two hours later, my unlucky day, I came upon the same bastard holding forth with another bastard in front of that nauseating monument they called Gar Saint Lazare. They were yammering about a bottom. Whether he has his furuncle raised or lowered, I said to myself, he'll still be just as lousy as the dirty bastard. What do you want to hear?
think a good song for you would be a 55 minute Louie Louie. Let's give them an extra treat and do Louie. Would you rather we just ran through our program set and looked real slick, or would you rather we just relaxed and did Louie Louie? Ladies and gentlemen, with Louie Louie, and thank you very much to the person who threw this glass bottle at my head and nearly killed me, but you missed again, so you have to keep trying next week. Hi Kai. Summer S. 
Long neck trod on toes. Cries in retreat. Station button. Meeting. Ooh, ooh, ooh.